Derek. Hey, here we are. Dude, it's been a while. Uh, Stain had a great song, It's Been a While, but um, episode 36 of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. It is, we're going to say, the checkered flag is flying on 2023. Yeah, the year has wrapped up from here. Yeah. We've been busy, busy, busy. There are still races to be had, but for the most part, the... Derek Schaefer Racing and Trey Heath Racing and coverage of racing has concluded, and we will start back the very beginning of January. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so today what we're going to cover is, let's see, there was Minios, there was the last round of the Dade City year-long series, and this past weekend, the last round of the I-4 Triple Crown Series at an unbelievably cool facility. Yeah. And so there is one more Florida race coming up that we'll talk yeah. about too, and it's a it's a wild one. So. so there's there's stuff to talk about, but it's the end of the season, and honestly, today's rounds gonna have to be handled by you. I did take in a day of minios, which is always fun. It's like Lollapalooza on dirt bikes. Oh yeah. And then you did the Last round of Dade City, and then I cruised down to watch the uh, I-4 uh, Triple Crown Series at the new Moto Bros Punta Gorda. Congratulations, Moto Bros Punta Gorda. That is a cool facility. Yeah, they're doing a really nice job down there. Yeah. Um, it's not all quite together yet, but it was together enough for the race, and yeah. it was, it's beautiful. So let's dive in. Let's start with you earned – well, you paid your money. And you were an alternate, and then you got into Minios with Bowen on the P-Dub and Supercross. The only thing the P-Dubs do, Supercross, it wasn't what you had hoped, but it probably was what you expected, but what an experience. Yeah, no, we, we had a blast. Um, a little stressful getting there and, you know, getting, getting in the last week and a half of it. Um, so we had a lot of planning that took place, and... Uh, thank you to Shred MX Conditioning, uh, Ashley and Phil Harris, for helping us get there. Um, we, it was it was fun. It was hectic. Getting there was a, a mud fest. Um, when we get there Friday afternoon, Friday morning, that place had taken in three days worth of rain the day before everybody showed up. So we had two foot ruts pulling forty five foot campers in, and uh, it was insane. But um, a lot of good racing. Um, it was cool to see you know, Phoenix Honda was there, Future MX, uh, there's Rocky Mountain KTM. There's there's so many teams there. You know, Dunlop was there, VP was there. So all your big racing sponsors and teams, they were all there. Uh, Team Green, um, the whole nine yards. So the kids got to experience a lot um, before we even got into racing. Uh, we did a lot of talking with a lot of cool people and um, – it was fun. Yeah, it's one of those things like uh, Michelle and I cruised up to watch the uh, first day of Supercross. And let me tell you, you just you you have to do yourself a favor and take a break from the racing because it's all day. There's mm-hmm. racing all day. Um, and I will touch on that on my part of it. But they do an amazing job getting that many people in. Check out an aerial of Minios. And then... Go walk around and see where these people are coming from. That was it's the coolest part. Everywhere. It's not yeah. 
there's way more plates from the rest of the U.S. than there is Florida. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's wild. Um, when I was pulling in, where I was pulling in behind Washington State, Oregon, yeah. um, the whole nine yards, you know, all the West Coast, which is crazy. That's a drive. Yeah. That's but, a, that's um, a commitment. They all show up. I mean, it's the biggest the biggest amateur event in the country. Yeah. So. It's it's just a cool it's just a cool vibe because you have your practice, you have Supercross, and then it immediately transitions to motocross. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, there's Thanksgiving in the middle of this. Yep. Uh, there's stuff going on every night. Um, they had bingo one night. They had movies. They have round tables. They have. It's just. It's just a. Yes. Is it a zoo? And do parents waste a lot of money doing it with their kid not making pro? Yeah. Sure. But are they making? If they're doing it properly, they're making memories. Those. That's where are you going to go on vacation? Yeah. See, like for us, it. Um, I did not expect results by any means. Um, Bones' first year racing. Uh, I think he handled the pressure well, but you're gonna spend that money doing something mm-hmm. stupid anyway. And we, I mean, we tried to do it on the cheap end, as cheap as we could. We're from Florida, so it's not near yeah. as expensive as it is for a lot of these other people. But you can also go to Minio's and get some serious deals. Yeah. So like, we stocked up on Christmas stuff, and I bought tires for thirty bucks a piece for the for the bikes, and you know that that kind of stuff. You, Everybody's got everything on sale there, and um, so you go prepared to spend a lot of money, but you're actually saving a lot of money too, being there. Yeah. So um, it's it's the classes are expensive, but where else are they going to go and you know get to race a supercross track and and ride with the fastest kids in the country besides the Loretta's? But Minios is an open invitational where anybody can go as long as you register in time. Yeah. So it's cool. Um, like I said, we didn't expect results. We we did what we were there to do. Um, I think it could have been better, but um, we also bought a brand-new bike to him right be- three days before we went, so he had no time on the bike. He had no practice on the Supercross track because we left Minios and went to Dade City for the last race there. And um, there was a, There's a lot involved, but like I said, it's – you're going to spend that money somewhere. I'd rather spend it doing something that we enjoy. No, and it's cool. And, and I will tell you, as much as a, of a zoo it is, that the pit bikes and golf carts and one wheels and bicycles and that stuff, zooming around is a little, for my old brain, is a little overwhelming. It is. Like, the, but, I, I've watched, you know, pit bikes hit golf carts. Yeah. You know, I watch, you watch golf carts run into trucks. It's It's ridiculous. And, like, when the sun goes down, that place. And those people don't drive slow. They are flying. No. I went. To, I did a lot of walking in the walking areas where, yeah, or out in the pits where the congestion's not. Because it's one of those, it's kind of like going to spring break in Daytona. You can go to spring break in Daytona and not get in the zoo. Mm-hmm. Or you can get on A1A and cruise. Yeah. And that main strip to the starting line, viewing areas, and then out the back of the pits it's like going to Sebring and being in Green Park. If anybody knows what twelve hours of Sebring is like, go to Green Park and it's a festival. Oh, it's it's straight NASCAR inside yeah. you know, the pit area where you can ride, but these kids on like my kids are were not allowed to go anywhere by themselves. Yeah. But most people don't have our mindset, I guess. Where but kids. no, it's it, but it's fun it's fun. They're controlled, they're not leaving, they're there. Yeah. They, it is is it dangerous? Probably. But dude, it's been going on for years. And 
I will tell you, they're whatever they're lacking in the off-track stuff. Um, I saw Big John there, mm-hmm. like doing security stuff. He didn't even work for them. But he was there. Yeah, and I'm sure he was covering for a team or something, or but a race of productions or whatever who was putting on the stuff. But the on-track product, their medical crew did not walk to stuff. They ran. Yeah. They knew how to pick up the little bikes and tilt them to the fuel so they could get them cranked back up. Their flaggers are on point. I mean, there's there's TikTok videos of the flaggers, like how well. Yeah. So the on-track product, go, you'll figure out the off-track product. They have it together. I mean, you're... It doesn't matter if you're running a small series, a big series, or a, a major national event like that. The pits are nuts. Yeah. Like, you could throw everybody out, and the you, next year it's going to be all the same. Or the next race, it's going to be. You can go to your local FTR event and yeah. see nutty pits. So, yeah, I mean. You can't really calm that down. Yeah. I mean, the cops were there. Yeah. They're, like I said, when the sun went down, there was some pretty wild stuff went on. and But um, it's. That's not like I said. That's not something you can ever contain. No. You can't unless you just say no pit vehicles at all. And they're still going to ride them. Yeah, you know. But uh, no, it's a great event. Awesome, and it's it is. You pulled in on Friday. They had early parking Thursday or Wednesday. I think it started Wednesday for early um, parking. Yeah, like the vendors started pulling in all week, and then I think early parking was Wednesday and Thursday, and you had to pay to early park. And then we were, you know, we're only three hours away, so yeah. we we had to register between one and two thirty, I believe, on Friday. So we tried to be there by like one. And um, yeah, I think we left here at nine in the morning. Because registration is alphabetical. They they yeah. like everything has a place. Yeah, everything's timed. Yeah, you know, it's it's very structured. Yeah. Um, and then the racing goes from Sunday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. It is a week long of racing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I saw Mike Brown did five classes. Mike Brown's my age, and he did five classes. Mike Brown's always out there tearing it up. Five classes. Yeah. But think about like a little kid that can do a couple of, because you could run a P Dub on Supercross, and you could run your uh, KTM Mini on uh, Supercross too, but then you could go run. 65 if you still if you like you you could run a lot of races yeah whatever you're willing you to pay for them. Them. Yeah. yeah but mike brown the old man ran five classes yeah and, and i'm like okay that's i mean we're not talking super long motos but we're talking the intensity of those motos well some of the some of those guys went just all week nonstop. Yeah. you know you got like drew adams who you'll see him on tv here soon i mean you still you already yeah. do but that kid just moto after moto after moto. Man. I'm guessing we're going to see him at all futures runs this year. No, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, the kid's fast. Christian Janik, those boys are quick. Christian, the day I was there, was struggling a little bit, but I'm guessing he picked it back up. Yeah, and he um, he finished like second overall in uh, one of them. And I know, I'm trying to think, like the, the day that I watched, I have a couple of videos of him. Um, Seemed like yeah, day one, he first few motos, yeah. but like towards the end of the day, like he was Sorry. on rails again. So I'll say Drew Adams. I, I was watching because that's another thing. This is a full-on TV production on YouTube and Racer TV. Racer TV, yeah. And 
you could sit at home and watch racing all day long. Yeah. And they covered it. Like, all of it. Mm-hmm. Every race, they covered it. And it was awesome because one of the round, oh, I think it was the next day I was watching Drew Adams. And he crashed and came back to, like, six. And they were commenting in the booth of, hey, is this what teams are looking Hey, you get a good start and you're winning. Fantastic. What, how do you come through traffic? Because most of these guys, these top guys, they don't come through traffic. How does a guy look? So did Drew Adams earn some points because he was able to work his way through? You know, and that's that's those things that watching a week's worth of racing on two different disciplines yeah. opens up. Yeah, like and um, Chris Janik obviously did something right. He did finish third overall in the, the SX Pro Sport, okay. the 250 Pro Sport. So, like I said, I... He fought a lot yeah. because um, I don't know of his bad starts. It's hard to see the start from where we were yeah. all sitting because the way they have it, all, the, the the start gate goes to all three tracks that are on the property, and they just you know they doze it into to wherever. But um, yeah, it's it, the amount of people that came from all over the country to showcase talent. It's it's cool. Um, and I did, I don't know if I did tell you the. Leo, Levi Mayer that was down um, at Puna Gorda with us this weekend. He won the the, the e bike class there, okay. the Supercross track. So it's cool to yeah, yeah. to the kids to get to race with these other kids and um, yeah, it's wild. It's fun. So I have a question from someone who grew up here and has been to Gator back for outdoor nationals, Gold Cup, Winter Ams, Mini O's. For someone who finally got to go to the mini o's mm-hmm. what was it like as a as a as a race fan dad holy cow what what was it like yeah so like i've watched mini o's my whole life um always said that i would be there never never raced it but here here we are you know we're, we're there um it's kind of it's eye-opening uh it's it was uh, that one experience that you're always trying to get yeah i wasn't behind bars but my kids were so well one of them was so um, I still felt very fulfilled with it, and um, it's better than I expected. It's you can't grasp how many people are actually there unless you're yeah. there, yeah. because we know the size of the, it's a hundred acre property, and it is packed to the max with campers and RVs yeah. and bikes, and it's it's wild. It was cool. Um, we'll definitely be there next year. So, I mean, this is completely trivial, but. I would like to, my wife and I drove up early. We left at 4.30 Sunday morning so that we could be up there to see the full day of racing. Mm -hmm. And we pulled into the front gate, told the lady, hey, we just want a one-day pass. You know, cool, you got to come back and get your money back. I said, is there anywhere close by I can park? And you're, you know, these people are dealing with idiots like me all day long. And she looked at me and she's like, hey, if you'll go around this building, come down this aisle, you can park behind my truck. I'm not going anywhere. And I literally had probably one of the best parking spots at Minio's. Yeah. One, be nice to people. And sometimes being that like, hey, I'm just here to watch some riders. I've got my uh, the rider I'm working with is coming to visit. And and the funny thing is, is our rider came to visit. He couldn't find parking. And I'm like, yeah, I got you. So I, w- I want to thank them for as, as wild as it is. The people who are working there, dude, yeah, they're getting paid, but man, 
I can't imagine putting up with that for 10 days. No, it's one day is exhausting. Yeah. I mean, just being there is, it mentally drains you, yeah. just dealing with the commotion. Yeah. But luckily, we were like in the back, back field where it's pretty quiet. If you want to get away from it, it's quiet back there. But, uh, no, so Minio's experience overall for the Schaefer family, good experience? Yeah, yeah. It's like I said, we'll definitely be back next year. Um, Have you already signed up and put your deposit down? No, no signing up yet. It takes, <laughs> they don't do that up until like right before. So uh, they did just open Winter Ams up there already. So yeah. um, I don't know if that's on the books or not. We'll have to decide. But, yeah, we'll be there next year. I think the, the results are going to be a lot better next year. Um, I'm proud of the kid for what he did while we were there. He a terrible start in, in the Moto 1. and um, It's kind of be expected. They line up with 40 other bikes. So it's nerve-wracking, and he's never been on the bike before. And then he, he fought his way through and then crashed on the finish line. And they took him off the track, which sucked, put us in the LCQ, and then he got a bad start on a P-Dub. In a, in a race of that's that nature, if you get a bad start, it's over. And they only had two laps to catch up. Um, I think he caught back up to 22nd. So it wasn't bad. I mean, we'll come back fighting next year. I, I think the coolest thing for me is watching live and watching on the uh, the, the the play the was that over those three days of the Supercross, the track changed a lot. First day, mm-hmm. there were ruts. Guys were taking insides versus and outsides, and um, the sweeper, which guys were just railing the outside of the sweeper yeah. on the first day. By the third day, and I think they did it because they were trying to catch up, get motos in. The track was way more hard packed, and lines looked completely different. Like stuff that you saw the first day, you weren't seeing on the third day because it was like, okay, we packed this track in. It's hard. And lines looked, and I think that says a lot about what you have to do, especially these guys that are trying to make that transition, is adjusting to the track that's given. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I noticed that. I noticed for as low as my skill set is, I noticed how different the track was on when they were handing out the trophies as it was on the first day. Even even the first day, the way the track broke down, like uh, when we were out there, the PWs were – doubling the braking bumps yeah like it coming down the like the start straight essentially it was it breaks down wild um the ruts get deep and they the mud and the the water the few days before Mm -hmm. just soaked into that track and it was it was messy for day one and then once it dried up it got hard packed yeah um but yeah that that track was changing every every few motos it was a whole new track but it was cool and they they take the time to do the maintenance they do they I mean, it's yes, they're trying to get a seventy-nine motos in on day one, like you know, but they don't get them all in. But that's the number. Well, they still took the time, did the track maintenance, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna plow through. And they had a mud day for the motocross, and and I think that just shows, like, hey, you you have to be able to ride soft, hard, changing conditions. Call this the mini Olympics for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't know what you're getting into until you're on the track. Yeah. So. And but no, great, great uh, events. Um, was that Unlimited MX or well, who's the ho- uh, Unlimited Sports Unlimited MX? Unlimited Sports MX. Yep. Great event, Minios. It's an iconic event. We'll be back again next year. Let's jump into Dead City final round.
No, Date City, we didn't do so hot the last Date City, but we, you know, we rushed down there from Minio's and, uh, you know, our oldest took some gnarly crashes. Um, it was actually pretty mind-blowing, the crashes that he took. That, But they, they soaked in just as much water during that week, and the track was messy. You know, it was, it was weird being there in just the, the bed of a truck in a rush, but, um, you know, it was a, a good ending, I suppose, and um, kids had fun. But we were we were all focused on minios to actually get the time to sit and enjoy it. So we have the banquet this weekend. And so. that's the whole point of this is you made it through the season, and now there's a reward. Everybody gets to go hang out. Yes. So this weekend we're just going to – you know, usually there's the stress of getting there on the weekends. And this weekend, you know, our racing season's done, but we still have racing events. But – it's a banquet where we all just get to relax, eat, drink some beverages, and um, just hang out and you know reminisce on the on the season and get awards and yeah, it'll be fun. Like uh, I think Bowen finished eighth overall in his class, and there was a ton of PWs, um, and that that was going from never riding before in his life to to where he's at now. So um, it's gonna be fun. I'm actually really excited for it. Very cool nuts. And it's awesome that Date City does this. They have a full long season, and it's you can pick and choose what you want to run in Florida. And Date City is one of the few tracks that has a full on all year long season. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's double points, sometimes there's single points, sometimes they, you know, they skip a couple weeks versus just every other. And then at the end of the year, they do a banquet. Like they actually like do a banquet and they interview kids and they. Yeah pass out the trophies and the swag and then they get you prepped for next year. And and I just think it's cool that there's a track that's still doing that. And and congratulations to Randy Yoho on another successful year and keeping it going and look forward to seeing what 2024 looks like at the facility. Uh, Don't know your schedule yet. doesn't really matter. At some point you'll either be racing the series or the series you'll be racing will be there so you're going to be there yeah we'll, we'll be there regardless and we're going to hit some of them i mean we haven't totally decided what we're going to do yet we're pretty in depth on um we got to race some loretta's kids this weekend and um we actually held up really well the bike would have stayed on two wheels all the motos so um the speed that i seen out of our kid this weekend was incredible um yes your kids did enjoy going ass over tea kettle this they weekend. did man it was <laughs> It was rough. Like even even a lot of the fast kids that we raced with were wrecking. Like us, the parents were all talking down the line. Like why can our kids not stay on two wheels? I, and that track was. It wasn't bad. No, like I was on the track. You know, parents for the PWs and some of the ruts were really deep for PWs and um, the faces were pretty beat up. But that that's where we struggled. Is you know, Bowen get cross rutted on and just Superman on a, a bunch of these jumps. I. We bent bars twice this weekend, and you know, I fixed bars twice, and we still wrecked in the third moto. Um, just, I, I just don't know what it was. and like I, I do think that the kid was going so fast that he was not used to the speed that he was trying to maintain. But um, it, was, it was wild. So if we can keep that speed on the ground, I think we'll be, we'll be ready to hit some qualifiers this year. So the Triple Crown Series, we, we've jumped in from Date City to the I-4 crown series also run by another yoho yeah kenny um 
honestly getting that track to commit and open and and do it yeah they they put some serious time um into getting that facility yeah. ready for this weekend and i'm glad they did because that facility is awesome it's cool it's it's cool and um i talked to i talked to actually yes i talked to a lot of people and the feeling is it's going to be great for some state big state races yeah it may be a little tight for a larger race yeah it's got a, they do they did put a big track in there so it's an old um car track and they essentially used the whole stadium as yeah. a motocross track um i did hear i didn't check anybody's lap times um i was going to ask matt bell with hbi racing they were there they're they're a big sponsor of the i4 series races um they did hold a two thousand dollar money class which we'll get into here in a little bit but um i did hear that you know a lot of the fast guys are pulling like a 140 lap time that's a that's a big track it's a big lap time yeah. down here yeah so, so they could they could maybe I don't know how much changing they're going to be able to do to it because they've sodded all the jumps. They've it's. I feel like it's kind of built the way it's going to be built with maybe some tweaking here and there, Um, because I had had in my mind a picture of the start line is where the start line is, but instead of running it this way, you could almost have some shorter lanes with one connecting lane, Mm -hmm. and and almost sit in the stands and just watch. Um, But hey, I don't know this stuff, and I. I know that diesel is expensive, and moving dirt is expensive. Oh yeah. But uh, track was, it was really cool. One, to have a nice bathroom. Walk into the bleachers, watch the racing. There's a real flag stand because they're using the old, like late model mm-hmm. flag stand. And pressure washer set up to wash your bikes. Yeah, Motomuck did an awesome yeah. job with that this weekend. So. And really good. Food trucks. I mean, you had a variety of food trucks, vendors. Um, so I have something marching in my ears right now. Yeah, oh, it sure. went away. I'm okay. sure what that was. But uh, but no, we're just a cool facility. And here's I thought of this. This is the business side. What was right next door to that racetrack? I was. I didn't pay attention. Oh, the, the airport. airport. Yeah. yeah. The airport. And guess what? There were planes taking off the entire time. Yeah, it was constant. And guess what? There were motorcycles racing. Maybe this is a thought process for people. I want to build a racetrack. Let's put it near an airport because there's constant noise. Yeah. Allegiant Airlines was taking 737s out of there. And they're not quiet. And I was like, huh, this might be a solution to motocross problems. Yeah, yeah. you put it next to something that's already loud. And yeah. You're not going to have the issues where we have around here where – all these communities are going up, and they yeah. don't want the noise. And I don't think dirt bike tracks are that loud anyway. But and they're only periodic. Yeah, most people seem to think they're pretty loud. Yeah. But no, great facility. What was your What was your take on the? Because uh, you've done some of the I four, you've done the main I four series some this year, and you've also done the Triple Crown. How do you feel that 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 series is is going? The series is in a good place. Um, the Triple Crown is a little bit different. It's a five race series. Um, I think we did really, really well with we only raced three of the five, but we bought back two of them. Um, so you can buy in. You only get like 20 points per race. Um, you know, we still came out with a second and third in the championship. I've, I've only racing three of the races. But it's just a cool – there's not many places that hold a triple crown type three-moto format mm-hmm. race. 
So, um, but the the turnout, I think, is really well. Um, I four series itself is getting a lot of traction. Um, Kenny Oho is doing a really really good job with that. So I I like it. You know, it's a it's a good atmosphere. Um, if there's issues, they're easily worked through, um, and it's kind of all up to the parents. You know, so it's like a rider's choice series. Um, we can either you know we could cut the track in half if we wanted for PWs if if the majority thinks that there's an issue um, so it, there, there's a lot of fluctuality and um, we can kind of do what we want so it's it's very family oriented it's just a fun Florida series did you just create a new word fluctuality fluctuality you like that I like that uh, we're gonna go with that we can add that with the uh um, Alex Martin outstandable and smiling in my helmet. Well, I think the outstandable came from Aaron Plessinger, but smiling in my helmet is a Alex Martin phrase. So fluctuality, please. Just seemed like a good word to that, throw that in. That is a good. It? Well, I like the word humidic, which doesn't exist. Like when things are, when it's super super humid. Yeah. I, I really feel it's humidic, but that's not a real word. In my dictionary, they always say. Yeah, humidic is so fluctuality. Mm-hmm. The it's humidic and. We're getting a fluctuality in seasons right now. Heck yeah. I mean, Derek and I, it's Florida. Derek's in a hoodie. I'm crazy. And I'm in a long sleeve dress shirt because it was Florida today. It was 52 when I went out for my run. It's going to be 40 tonight or something like that. Yeah, I don't have to run tomorrow. Michelle has to run tomorrow. So, God bless her. Sorry about her luck. (laughs) But, uh, no, I think so. Awesome year of racing. Um, General takeaways from all the series you've done, the series you've seen. uh, And then we need to dive into a little pro stuff just to – because that's what we cover a lot. Yeah, anyway. well, before we go too far with the I-4 stuff, so like I said, HVI held a $2,000 money class. Um, HVI Racing, obviously they have the pros. You got Ty Masterful, Caden Braswell. Hardy Munoz was there this weekend. I got to meet Hardy. What yeah. He and his girlfriend and her parents and their brother, mm-hmm. they were hysterical. I sat and talked with them for, I don't know, 10 minutes. They were hysterical. The little brother, he's he could be a comedian. Yeah, Hardy's, and Hardy's such a good kid um the guy is he's a full out send it um, oh yeah but uh, the money class was awesome there and then they had an hbi class where the whole team the riders that were there got to go out and all race each other and it, it was really cool but um hardy went out and just straight tore it up in the money class it was it was fun to watch him ride at a, a local event um but then we also the jameer scott we tried to watch him pull a, a big booter, and uh, he ate it and destroyed a subframe on one of the new HBI bikes. Um, I think it was a Joey Keel. He was on a Yamaha coming, slammed into his bike. Uh, nothing he could do. He was, laying, he was uh, Jameer Scott was laying on the, the down face of a jump, and I, we watched him flatten his front wheel, and it looked like the forks were bent and leaking, yeah. and um, that was a wild the case Wild was ride. the case was leaking on the bike because they were walking it back with oh, it the, on, yeah. and a kid came up and said, "Hey man, you're leaking oil." So I think the cases were leaking he, as well. You could when they crashed, like it was silent because you seen it coming, and then you just heard everything break when he hit. It was, I've seen some gnarly crashes, and that was, it was slow motion, and then he hit so hard that the you know, sixty to zero right now, and. He just went, it flopped that bike right over. But you could tell how painful. I mean, going that fast to zero is 
painful to begin with, but um, it was crazy. So, like, Jim, so I got to meet Jameer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would like to thank Matt and Darla. Both of them accepted me into the tent and took time to talk with me. Um, by the way, Miss Darla, you give great hugs. You you make <laughs> you can make anybody feel good because yeah. like you just she wanted to hug She's me. Such you know? a good person. yeah, and I'm like. Wow, it's hotter than Hades here, and this woman wants to give me a hug, and I'm like wearing like moto clothes, and and she wanted to talk to me, and they were talking about their daughter, and there's and it's just so cool because like this guy, not only the family, he mm-hmm. and Darla, they run this successful business, they have this motocross team, they're helping amateurs, he put money into have his like a pro race, and they just opened their pits up and said, hey, come on in. Oh, they did snow cones uh, <laughs> Saturday for you know the kids and ever anybody really. Yeah. Um, the big line for snow cones for the kids and. But I got to meet Jam- Jamar, Jamir, Jamar, Jamir, 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 and nice kid. And I will tell you this: he was so crushed because he didn't have another bike to race. Mm-hmm. But I went over to go get my second batch of tacos, which we will talk about later. <laughs> and he was washing the bike to get it prepped to figure out what he needed to do. And mm-hmm. I thought, dude, this guy had a crappy day. And he's over here with a smile on his face, washing the bike at the pressure washing stations. And he's like, yeah, I just got to figure out what I need to do to get it fixed back up. And I was like, that's cool. Like, hey, you're okay. Crush, you can't race. Yeah. But, hey. it's That's racing. I mean. And I got to meet the manager at HBI. By the way, what a – Duck Dynasty type beard. This dude, Chris runs? Alley. Oh man, he's a he's a really good guy. Um, I know he takes over like the the services while yeah. they're the church service part of it while they're on the road. And um, he's like I said, he's a the whole team is just it's such a good atmosphere to yeah. be like just being around them in general. Uh, Matt and Darla are doing extremely well with that, and they're they're such outstanding people. Stole stole a little bit of time with Matt and yeah. talked to him and um, just. It was cool that they put in that time, knowing what they're getting ready to embark on. Mm-hmm. Not not saying private news, just they're getting ready to go into their full first full Supercross, Motocross, SMX series. Yeah. And he's down here at a local, theoretically a local race, sponsoring whole crew. Everybody's there, and it's like, Dude, don't you need to go like go away and rest for a bit, like? Like, why are you here? And he rode. He got hit. He took. Did some cut. hitting. Yeah, he did some <laughs> hitting. Like, it was like, dude, we got to protect you, man. You got a busy year in front of you. Like, chill out. Yeah. And uh, I say that somewhat selfishly because we have nothing to do with HBI Racing except we're going to be utilizing some of their services for next year. So it's like, dude, you got to take care of yourself. Like, <laughs> we, we haven't even started yet. Yeah, I. I think he's like me. He works so well under pressure like that, just being busy all the time. Yeah. I know they they just came back from a, a good little expedition in North Carolina, so got well rested up and came down, made the haul to come yeah. hang out with everybody. I need to put my venison order in because yeah, I, I need to do that with him. So Matt, I'm putting my venison order in <laughs> right now. But no, great great race, great way to end the season. Um, but but there is more racing. So dive into some of the racing that's coming up. We probably won't be covering it, but there is racing so happening. 
I mean, there's there's always off and in racing here and there, but uh, Orlando MX is holding a massive race here this weekend. That's a 30k payout. So uh, open A and B is twelve thousand, a twelve thousand dollar payout. So that's that's a big race around here. And there there are rules on that, so that payout sounds like oh that's cool. But in order for those guys to get pro points or pro, I don't. It has to be a certain amount of money. There has, there is a rule about what it has to pay in order for it to be considered a. Yeah, I don't pro know. race. Not maybe not points, I but don't, yeah. See, like this race is not pro. There's no. It's not pro am. Yeah. Um. It's just. Uh, it's called the Christmas race. I know it's like an annual race. There's a whole lot of sponsors. I do not know a ton about it. Um. But every single class pays. So even the PW class is like you know, five hundred dollar payout. Do you have a contact uh, web page or something where people could go look so it up? So the Orlando MX on Facebook. Okay. Uh, if you look them up, there the flyers on there. It shows all the different classes. Um, I know they have like Stasic Racing, and um, it shows all the classes, all the payouts on there. Um, the women's class is like five thousand dollar payout, um, and this isn't. It's not like twelve thousand to win or five thousand to win. You know, that's a payout. For the class. Do you know if you and I threw a skirt on, we still wouldn't win? Those girls were flying. Now. Yeah, oh yeah, they're they're booking. Yeah, but um, these lady ladies, even ladies. the like the, the C class and stuff like that, they all have some kind of payout. That's so cool. that's really cool. Yeah, all the fifty classes. I mean, every single class has a payout. That's cool. So that it's just a, cool. it's a good Christmas race. Um, there's there's a lot to do there. You know, if we didn't have the banquet, we would be there just. Uh, just to be there, I do believe our rider Ryland Munson is going to race the the Open AB, so the big payout class. Okay. Um, to try and Make bring bring cash. home some cash. So. Um, do we get to deduct that off our sponsorship if he cashes out? Like, I don't know. <laughs> we weren't there to help. So. <laughs> hey, you did well. I'm just, I'm just kidding, Riley. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um. There is more racing coming up, though. When does – I think the next big series is the Winter Am Series. When does that kick off? First one is in January. Oh, okay. So February. I'll have to look it up. So we really do take a little bit of a break. There's some off races, like yeah, you said. But. So the first one is going to be at Diamondback, uh, which okay. is at the Gatorback facility. Same place as Minios. But Diamondback is not used for Minios. But, um, yeah, I got I got to look at the date, but it does start in January, early February. Okay. So – that kicks off. It's another five-round series, and um, and it used to be the shit. That still is. But Winter Ams used to be like the old pros back in the day yeah. in the '80s. They all were here and they raced Winter Ams. Yeah. They raced Golden States and they raced Winter Ams. And you came here because that's how you test yeah, yourself so before season. Unlimited Sports MX, which is who holds many of they hold Florida Gold Cup. Minios and Florida Winter Rams. Yeah. So it's the three. It's and it's the only three series that you get to ride at Gatorback. Um, so they're usually extremely popular. Um, there's a lot of recognition at, at those races. So, uh, like I said, we're undecided if we're going to hit that. But there's Florida racing never really stops. You know, we we get Christmas off, and that's that's pretty much the gist of it. So I have a big question for you. Loretta Lynn's schedule has dropped. Mm-hmm. You saw the areas. Are you 
a year away? Are you going to go give it a shot just to see what it's like? Or it's cool, there's some really good venues, and you're just going to let it ride this year? So it's – I think we're thinking if um, we can get where we need to be, we're going to try the local ones. Okay. Um, the area qualifiers, just see what happens. Um, get some more gate drops with, you know, that statue of a race and that many kids at a race because it's no joke. Oh, yeah. Um, see see where we stand, what we need to work on, and go from there. Uh, this would be the last year on the PW, so uh, I think we can get to that point, maybe. Um, he's, not, he's not far off of it, honestly. Because it's, it's, it's a it's – a, it's a festival of racing if that's what you're going to attempt. Yeah. So, like, it, if we were to qualify in an area, then, then uh, you know, if we're in it. Do you chase but, all the areas? Or do you pick and choose your areas? Because there's so, a lot of area races. There is. Um, obviously, we'd hit the one at Gatorback, and that's our closest. And see what happens from there. We got WW, which is about the same distance away. Um so we, I, that's, I'm thinking just go see where we stack up at Gatorback because that will be the first one. And then that will kind of give us a good idea because it's a, it's a money venture too. But you're not going to chase multiple areas to try to get into regionals. I don't think so. Like it's not – if – So you haven't I lost gotta, your mind gotta yet. See, we got to see where we stand because, like I said, the, if the kid can hold the speed that he held this weekend and actually maintain it to the ground – We'll be in good shape. We um, had great speed through the air, too. Through the air? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, it blows my mind that the way our kid flies off the bike and he gets right back up. Like, I, I, when I fly off the bike like that, it hurts. But we'll see We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'd let, we're going to hit some of them. Um, but not, it's not, not a gonna, rush. I'm not going to travel the okay. U.S. Okay. Uh, you know, we got a lot of our pro stuff going on. And, yeah. um, so we got to – this week we're going to sit down and do some scheduling. Now that racing is over, we can actually think about scheduling. So we'll get we'll start working on 2024 schedule and figure right. it out. Let's wrap it up this way. Let's touch on pros, um, and then let's touch on kind of 2024 for Derek and Trey with the uh, Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast, just what our life is going to look like come January. But first, the pros. We've had all the announcements. We've had riders announced of gear deals, what they're doing, who they're with. Is there anything shocking to you that kind of? No, it's all it's all news that's already been there, but not announced. Yeah. Um, nothing that I can think of that's. No. Crazy. I did think I did think the what they call it the SMX Racing League. Announce the SMX futures thing. Mm-hmm. I I actually spoke with a team owner this weekend about potential of arena cross as an avenue of some. I come home and find this SMX sports league. I believe Feld and Pro Motocross are they trying to make it so that this is how you go because there's what five rounds. Five, four or five rounds of Supercross, two rounds with the Combine for outdoors, and then the SMX finale. Mm-hmm. Are, are, 
are you going to be able to do anything doing arena crossing? Because AMA's got their own arena cross now, and it's not bad. The first round was good this weekend in Boise, Idaho, <laughs> which, by the way, it was cold in Boise, Idaho. Oh, it's always cold. But I'm curious what, what you're feeling on that. I think it's great that these kids are going to get real experience on real tracks. But what about the kids who don't have the money that need to go race arena cross? I don't really think that – I mean, I don't want to put it bluntly, but – I don't think they look at it the money standpoint. They uh, they don't care. Not the not the kids that are racing. The the supporters of the events yeah. or you know Feld and all them. It, either you make it or you don't. It's it's not really their problem. Yeah. You know no. they're, they're making their money. It's it's a business to them. It they don't care about the competition because no matter what they're gonna the riders will be there. Well, if you look at the schedule, it's not if you're a a rider because you have to be a b to do futures mm-hmm. California Daytona St. Louis I'm missing one and then Red Bud and Iron Man and then the SMX finale mm-hmm. and it's like suck it up Buttercup get in the motorhome and let's go because we're driving all no, over yeah, the country for all, seven they races they are all over the place and it, it's hard like that, that, that schedule is always hard but um, I feel like they're they're just making it harder. But I'd like to I'd like to dive in a little more to the arena cross thing as we move forward, kind of as a podcast, just because it is such a cool series. Like it is a cool series, and it's going to be in Florida this year. Yeah, arena arena cross has always been intriguing. I don't like the starts, but yeah, um, and it's a very small yeah track. It's tight. Uh, I watched some some clips from the weekend and the the close combat is pretty much what yeah. you want to call it. Is There's good riders. I mean, Ryan Priest and, and Kyle Peters, those names we know. And yeah. uh, Solitaire had a rider there. Wageman was there. I mean, this, it's not it's not riders that you don't know. It's just a different form of Well, A lot racing. of these guys have raced Supercross and just went back down. Yeah. Because the Iran Cross series is a lot more fun and um, obviously, Supercross is, you know, that's everybody's yeah. state of mind. But a lot of these guys don't want to run outdoors. And, you know, yeah. the Rain Across series is a long series, and um, they get that stadium racing all the time. It's a lot shorter, but I think it's really, really growing. Yeah. And uh, with the, the, new, the new deal that they have, it's I think it's going to be pretty good. We'll dive into that more as we – reset in january yeah now it's getting more popular yeah. I think it's a... and we'll we'll cover that more because i think between our podcast focusing on stadiums and outdoors and then the off-road side with enduro and gncc t- by the way that side of the world exploded this week with mm-hmm. some team announcements and it's like holy cow okay off-road is doing just fine like it, it, it's yeah. so we're i'd like to dive into the the stadium and outdoor side a little more. But uh, for us, for Derek and Trey, we take a little bit of a respite. For you, it's probably stripping down bikes, cleaning RVs, that kind of stuff, and as you said, getting schedules. Our January looks okay, and then February comes around, and it's going to be here before we know it, and it's plane trains and automobiles for us. Yeah, essentially, it's going to be a, a wild Supercross season this year. Uh, as we announced before, we'll be at 250 East Supercross. Um, it's going to be exciting. 
stressful already trying to get everything. Yeah. You know, we're trying to get our ducks in a row. Um, trying to help Ryland get his ducks in a row. And that's more what I mean. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of scheduling and planning and uh, talking with people that are in this and making it all happen. Uh, there's a lot that goes in behind the scenes that, that people don't get to see. Yeah. So um, it's a lot of livelihood that livelihood changes that are made to, to make what we do happen. So it's going to be exciting though. Like I'm really pumped for it. Well, I think, I don't remember when the first Supercross is this year, but I think we will probably convene before it yeah. to do a, Hey, we're back. And our, our first one's what? Like February 3rd or yeah, 4th? Our or first one is something like that. It's the first 250 East round in yeah. Detroit. Well, Anaheim has got to be, because New Year's is Monday. Yeah, typically the first Saturday. So I'm guessing the next Saturday. So yeah. that would be like the 6th or 7th. Yeah, somewhere in there. So we will probably convene maybe the 2nd, not the 1st, mm-hmm. because that we'll be partying and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, maybe the 2nd, we'll talk about the upcoming Supercross. And then from that point forward, it's going to be Katie Bar the Door. And we'll be covering the pros. We'll be covering the amateurs. We'll be covering... Anything we can stick our finger in yeah. as far as racing is concerned and have a help that we can help with. Yeah, it'll be full tilt again, just like it was at the beginning of this year. Um, there's going to be a lot more content this year, yeah. um, you know, live action stuff at the races. And uh, we got to get all those details worked out. But I think it's going to be exciting for everybody. And we want guests. We I know you're working on a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, we want guests. And whether that means those guests come sit on the pool deck with us or we go to their back porch, we don't really care. We want the guest, one, because we're actually just curious. We're curious, and and we love hearing people's stories. Um, So if you know anybody that wants to be on the podcast, I don't care if it's a Grom, a Grom's parent, a sponsor, a manufacturer, team owner, writer, Mm -hmm. we don't care. We don't care we just we love the guest and we love having that perspective from uh other people yeah so but derek it's been fun we skipped a couple weeks but 36 episodes in our first season of doing this um and we still are doing it yeah it hasn't really stopped no. besides the the busy last few weeks um try to pack all the all the action into one one episode here but congratulations to you and the family on making it through your first peewee season, peewee dad season. Um, awesome. Good job. Congratulations to all the tracks that have operated this year, put on races, hosted races, series. It has been fun getting around. Um, for a guy who hasn't raced much, I've been to six or seven different tracks this year, and that's just been kind of fun. Yeah. Um, we've met a lot of cool people. Actually, the one I the one I want back, he did a great job, by the way, at Minio's, and my, his name is flying through my brain right now. The FCA Orlando, Kyle McGraw. Kyle McGraw, his talks at Minio's that he posted up, mm-hmm. just cool, selfless, very selfless. Hey, let's do this. He did it behind bikes. He did it under canopies. He did it during rain. He did it at night. He did it in the morning. I want to get him back on because, and he was so proud of his daughter for her accomplishment. And 
I would like to maybe rehash some of the guests and see what they're doing and talk about that. Um, we do have to get the giant whale. That doesn't sound right. Our whale of a guest, Matt Bell, back in. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't sound right, the giant whale. <laughs> well, a whale is a really big gambler in Vegas. Yeah. And Matt was one of our bigger guests. So that didn't sound right. I'm sorry, Matt. Please, I apologize. That didn't come out right. The high roll gambler. That's, yeah. That's, but, that sounds even better than the, the giant whale. But Matt Bell, I would love to get him back on. I know he's already done. They're doing their own media. They're doing an amazing job with 109. Um, but I'd love to get him back on to shoot the breeze again and talk about where he is. Yeah, and his wife Darla, because she's oh, a yeah. she's a massive supporter of yes. all of this, uh, and she has her own things that she does. Yeah. I'd like to hear about all that too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll get all get all that worked out. But congratulations, man! We we made it, and yes, we are two very different people, mm-hmm. very different people, but we have a passion for the exact same thing, and that's why we get along so well. But uh, Derek, I want to thank you for it's been. Awesome. You got me out of my shell. I would never would have done this had it not been for you. Um, and I look forward to next year. The confusion, the frustration, the travel, doing podcasts when we are completely exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe doing podcasts while we're driving. It happens. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm pumped for it. It's, it's been a good year so far. and Can't wait to see where it goes from here. And we are still Derek with DVS Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services, and I am still Trey with Michelle and Trey Real Estate, and together we put on this thing called the Beyond the Curve, the MX Podcast. We're going to take a little break to enjoy Christmas and New Year's, and then we're going to be right back here, probably January 2nd, ready to go for 2024. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll get some guests in between there, and I think maybe we'll do a little Ryland update. Right before we okay. hit the ground running, and um, let us let everybody know where we're at, and what the plan on it, what the plan is, and because um, I'm pumped, I'm pumped. Let's I look do forward it. to it. But this is Beyond the Curve, the MX Podcast. That is Derek Schaefer. I am Trey Heath. This has been episode 36. Y'all enjoy your families. Take a little time off and train like crazy. Bye bye. See ya.